Excuse me, what is going on here? But first we're going to make a little detour. So absurd, so questionable. Yeah, I guess we're just the weirdos. Expect the detour. Spell apothecary. A-P-O-T-H-K-E-R-R-I-E. See, I couldn't, I can't, is that correct? It's definitely not. No. Okay, because you I, said it like it was somebody's name, Apotho Carey. Yeah, <laughs> it's hyphenated, right? Uh, uh, I don't think so. Apotho <laughs> dash Carey Underwood. I don't know how to spell it, but I know that's not oh, right. Okay. Well, <laughs> Apotho Carey. I, th- I think that means that if you don't know how to spell it and you don't know how to spell it, then I was the closest. How do you know I don't know how to spell it? You don't know how to spell the. Yeah, that's it's a tough word. <laughs> that's a lot of letters. You are historically terrible at spelling. <laughs> Historically makes it sound like you learn about me in history class. They will probably put you down in the history books as one of the worst spellers to exist. They put you in right after the Battle of Bunker Hill. Yeah. They've got, also, Zach couldn't spell. This was many years later. (laughs) All right, there you go. Spell Bunker and spell Hill for us. Just right here. Bunker. Okay, so I, B, it's going to be. That was a given. Yeah, I think. It's going to be a B O uh, M C. E-R. Bombser. <laughs> Bombser. That was pretty close, I think. And Hill. Hill is going to be an H, obviously. Bombser sounds like a 70s TV show where it's like a private eye that investigates things weekly. <laughs> <laughs> on this episode of Bombser. This week on Bombser. <laughs> Dave, can I pose a somewhat abstract, purely hypothetical question? I guess I, I want to apologize for asking a hypothetical question. Well, that's a hypothetical question. All right. So for our first hypothetical, I'm going to ask you all a pre-question. Do you all consider yourselves to be cowards full of fear? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with you. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to give you all an opportunity to tell everybody about one fear that if you could, you would get rid of. Just one fear that if I gave you the opportunity... You would say, I want to be no longer fearful of that. What would that be? I would say I'd want to overcome my crippling fear of the piece of technology called the escalator. (laughs) That's a tough one. That's a tough one. It was was quite a problem. Um, Anytime you went to the, the local indoor mall. Yeah. Um, there's always, always a couple of those there. It's, uh, frightening. I tend to tend to overestimate my abilities and I think I'll be able to get it this time. <laughs> and I walk you up do, to it. Now Alan, you do realize the escalator is not a sport. Like it's not a part of the X games. You would think that it was the way that I was hyping myself up to <laughs> get in there and complete the escalator, if you will. Do you have a coach? Do you have a coach that like hypes you up, hits you on the shoulders before you hop on one? After one really bad experience with an escalator, um, I did uh, have an, a nice elderly gentleman see me uh, out in the mall that day, and he came over to me and he understood my plight. He got what what I was going through. He said, "I've, I've been you before." He said, "I was once afraid of of a piece of technology called the ladder." Oh. oh, okay. So it's just an older generation's and, issue. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. So it's it, it made me feel 
good because I knew that this is not a struggle that I was alone with, you know? People have been afraid of going up and down things for quite some time. <laughs> so strong. So so walk me through how you get hyped up to ride an escalator to the next story. So my my elderly man friend, <laughs> um, my my mentor, the guy sage that, uh, sage guidance, the guy that Mr. was Miyagi. once you, the guy the guy that was once me. Yes, my my Mister Miyagi. Um, I walk towards the escalator. He follows directly behind. He's got... Uh, How close? How close does he <laughs> fall directly behind? We measure that in inches. <laughs> it's that close. It's, it's very close. <laughs> but he doesn't match my step, so he's always stepping on the oh, back of my yeah, step. He's, yeah. his, he's a very short guy. His legs are his legs are shorter than mine, so they walk at a different, uh, different pace. Than, yeah. yeah, he's, he's always, always trying to get on my step. So... All the while, he's carrying mid two thousands Sony uh, stereo, <laughs> like on his shoulder. On his shoulder, like yeah. a boombox. He thinks he looks better than he does. He does not. He doesn't look great. <laughs> um, and what he plays to hype me up is um, the eighties uh, band Asia. He nice. plays. He plays. Here comes the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and for those of you who are listening at home and you don't really know me, um, here comes the feeling is it just puts you in the right place. Yeah. You know, it's an it gets you jazzed up. It get, oh, it gets you jazzed. You're hopping up and down. Yeah. Yelling. Yeah. And it boosts the confidence. Sure. You know. And I get up there, and when I reach the metal plate in front of the escalator, that's when the music helps me no more. <laughs> I begin to curl up into a fetal position. Oh. However, <laughs> however, my uh, sage mentor, he stops me from doing that. Okay. How does he do that? He has a nightstick. <laughs> <laughs> and the minute that I start to curl up, he just starts just hitting me, <laughs> just smacking me in the gut. <laughs> What does he say? What does he say while he's hitting you with the nightstick? <laughs> he goes, oh yeah, here comes the feeling. And then he just keeps hitting me. <laughs> but as as much as it pains me to be hit in the gut with a nightstick, um, I don't I don't get into that fetal position. I, I stand up and I take a step forward onto the escalator. I then try to take another step back. He says no. He pushes me onto the escalator. He doesn't give me the chance to step back. Yeah. Jumps on my back like Yoda from Empire. <laughs> it's a very small man. Okay. He's a very he's a very small man. <laughs> and he guides me up the escalator, whispering in my ear Sweet nothings. Well <laughs> What does he whisper, Alan? Yeah, what's he whispering? <laughs> He's just whispering constant thoughts to boost my confidence. Okay. Like, oh, okay. Things like, you're a great guy. <laughs> you're, you smell good. <laughs> those pants fit you really well. <laughs> Love the way those uh, those dockers fit, fit on you. <laughs> Your shoulders are so tense. <laughs> <laughs> so to the outside world, it looks like a guy, an old man beating a younger man and then it slowly does. riding up the escalator. <laughs> Give them compliments. Yeah, 
Yeah. You just look like a workhorse for this guy. Like <laughs> an old donkey that he's just whipping into shape, but it won't do what he wants. This looks like a crazy episode of SVU. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's nothing sexual about it. Not for you. Not for you. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i willing to bet this other guy has somehow manipulated you. <laughs> He's like and your slave driver. <laughs> it's some weird fetish he has. It's probably some weird Stockholm syndrome <laughs> yeah. that I'm that I'm involved in right now. God bless. Oh, man. Is it With helping? The, yeah. It now, is helping. I mean, now, it helps, but he has to be there every time. Oh, okay. Which is why I think I'd like to just kick this, this fear. So you don't have to get beat by an old man in the middle of a mall? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> is that why you haven't been to a mall in a long time? That is that is true cuz I mean really I rely on them. No, I don't I don't mean to get all psychologically deep here, but are you afraid of escalators or are you afraid of old men <laughs> beating you with nightstick? Yeah. If I had to say I was once af- afraid of the escalator, but I've started relying on the old man now. Now I'm afraid of losing the old man. Okay. <laughs> to revert back to my fear of escalators. Oh man, you are in a pickle. <laughs> What do you tell people that ask about your bruises? You were in public. You go to a family member's house. He's like, what do you have all these multiple bruises all over your legs and torso? Um, I look at him and I say, what bruises? <laughs> denial. Deny, <laughs> deny, deny, deny. It's a great, deny, yeah. Deny. It's a fantastic strategy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, do you think you're going to be overcoming this fear anytime soon? Or is this just going to be a circle of life for you i'd love to overcome it um i don't see it happening Mm -hmm. anytime soon you know escalators are sort of i I feel like they're not used as much anymore so i don't really have the opportunity to Mm -hmm. overcome it i'm not going to say you probably to talk somebody professional the old man (laughs) no i'll talk to to him if you want me to i don't think he i don't think we're helping him evan he's He's, too He's dependent. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> dependent on the old man. That old man is my drug. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Evan, do you have something, a fear that you would want to get rid of? I do. No, no fear. safe space. This is a safe space? This mm-hmm. is absolutely Without, a, uh, He just told me he has a weird fetish for old men. So. Okay. And this isn't going to get out. You heard a different story than what I told. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, mean, I got to say, my, my biggest fear, and I don't run into this as often, but it's more of a fear that comes across my dreams. And it's when I'm walking down the sidewalk and in a neighborhood and I see the little squares for hopscotch, I get deathly afraid of a dog going through and doing that hopscotch. <laughs> wow. And I can't help myself from just crying at the thought <laughs> of a dog doing hopscotch. It sounds terrifying. It sounds terrifying. <laughs> So are you afraid that the dog has the ability to do that or how it's going to make you feel if you saw the dog doing it? It's a mix of both, but mainly okay. how I would feel seeing a dog do hopscotch. Is it because you can't do hopscotch and now you're facing the fact that even an animal can do hopscotch better than you? Is it's it a little like bit of that, but it's also the unknown factor of is it going to do it on four legs or is it going to do it on two legs? <laughs> I was going to wow. ask you that. Yeah. I was going to ask. I'm not sure. And honestly, the thought of either one, I can't even picture it doing it on two legs because that's just that's, that's scary. That is terrifying scary. to think about. But even on four legs, how do you picture it on four legs? Well, you know, you just see a dog hopping, but sometimes he'll hop on one foot, sometimes he'll hop on yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I guess, two feet, and then okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. You know, hopscotch and how yeah. four legs work. <laughs> you know how four legs on hopscotch. I can work. safely tell you that I have never seen somebody. <laughs> You've never done four-legged hopscotch. <laughs> 
Well, you don't want to. Let me tell you. <laughs> I've had nightmares about this. And it never ends well. Ends in pandemonium, the collapse of governments, and... Oh, my gosh. Hopscotch is basically just a gateway drug at yeah, this point. Yeah, it is. To communism. communism. Yeah. So, when you're walking down a neighborhood sidewalk, the birds are chirping, sun shining, you have a song in your heart, and all of a sudden you come up to a crudely drawn hopscotch game on the sidewalk. Do you just... What do you do? You just stand in paralyzed fear that's the first 15 seconds of it <laughs> i stand there i assess the situation i realize what's happened or what might happen in the future and i see a dog coming the other way a, a person walking their dog coming the other way and i flash back to my nightmares <laughs> and it's just flashes in my mind yeah and basically just war scenes oh so as yeah. the dog as i see the dog in my head doing hopscotch bombs are dropping on my city on my home Mm-hmm. There's sirens going off. Planes are flying over with just dropping absolute haymakers on cities. Like no one makes it out all alive. Over again. <laughs> yeah, everybody's worried about Russia right now. They should be worried about dogs doing hopscotch. Mm. He needs to be putting on his big boy shoes if he's if he's trying to start World War Three before the dogs doing hopscotch do. Are you proud of that one? <laughs> So you said that you have nightmares about this. Yeah. Is that where it started, a nightmare? Mm-hmm. Do you think that it could be because of the amount of NyQuil you drink before bed? <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. My fear is when I go through a grocery store, say Kroger, Publix, Walmart, you know, a grocery store. Yeah. Those are some of those. <laughs> Name three more, please. Uh, uh, Piggly Wiggly. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude. I think you're trying to convince us you know what a grocery I know store what, is I, I know you've what, never been before. Guys, I know what a grocery store is. So what I do in these grocery stores is I see all these buggies that are filled with things in them. Y'all know you'll walk around the grocery stores. Somebody leaves a buggy somewhere maybe to go grab another item and mm-hmm. come back and put yeah. in the buggy. I am fearful that I'm going to get caught stealing these buggies. I don't want to shop. So what I do is I just go into grocery stores, find one of these loose buggies filled with items, various items that I don't necessarily need, and I just take them. I just mm. walk up the buggy and walk off with them. Now, I want y'all to know I pay for them. I do pay for the goods in the buggy. I don't steal the items, but I do take the items from whoever that person is in the store. So they come back to their spot where they stash their buggy. It's no longer theirs because I'm walking away with it. Now... Now, you might say, wow, Zach, this is a very efficient process of stealing, but it isn't, believe it or not, because I come home with a bunch of various goods that I don't need. Yeah, you don't know if you need it or not, but you <laughs> steal it. <laughs> I I go to the store needing milk. I come home with paprika. I don't know what paprika is or how to use it. You're really playing the lottery of the grocery store right there. <laughs> it, it makes it very well, exciting. Let me help you out Check from it. a legal standpoint. I don't think... I think you're in the clear. Yeah, I think you're good. Because I think so, too. they haven't paid for these, these things yet. They've just got them in their buggies. Right. So... You are not really stealing from them. I right. I, it's just it's really more inconveniencing them. Yeah. You know, I I'm afraid that at one point somebody's going to catch me, recognize the goods that they are trying to buy, and then I get into an altercation. Do you have like a time limit on like how long somebody has to be away from their buggy no. before you take it? No. Or I just like, see I just see a buggy looking? unintended, an unintended buggy. Mm-hmm. I take it. I walk off with it with the confidence of that it's my buggy and that I want this 24-pack of Dr. Peppers. All right. Now, I'm kind of confused because the other day you were walking around outside and you saw a wasp sitting on on the ground and you said, oh, look, it's an unattended buggy. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know what is what. 
<laughs> so yeah, I will naturally just kind of collect and snatch up bug buggies on the ground. I have I have a pantry full of random assortments of items from a grocery store and just a house filled with buggies. Okay, oh, just man. a house filled. It looks like that cleared it up. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna know what buggy you come home with next. <laughs> I have yet to find a buggy full of buggies, so that's maybe something I'm... The holy grail, really. Yeah, it's on, it's on my bucket list. I actually like this system. It, it's like it's like fun. It's like going to the casino, and you never know where you're going to come home <laughs> yeah. with. I really like it. And I don't... Once I grab the buggy, I don't... The shopping buggy, I don't put it down. It doesn't matter what's in it. It doesn't matter if it's filled with 36 packs of tampons. I'm taking that home. So, do you do any kind of profiling before you? No, there's grab no the buggy? Alan. I cannot express enough how little thought goes into this for me. <laughs> this is there. This is there tough. I walk into the store and I'm surprised that I'm in a store. I'm like, oh, 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 I'm in, the, I'm in Kroger, and I see a buggy. I'm like, oh, I, my, I'm here. I'm fearful for you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I need a 25 pound bag of dog food and cream cheese, but it, I have it now, and that's what I'm going home with. I don't have a. I don't own a dog. I'm trying to grasp the fear in this. What? Where? Where? What are you afraid of? That you're going to come home with something wrong? Or no, I have come. I have come home with many things okay. wrong. <laughs> it's just that you're doing this, and you're that, afraid you're going to get caught. That right? hypothetical buggy of 25 temp- packs of tampons that actually happened. That's not okay. That's for real. No, I'm afraid that I'm going to get caught, and I'm going to get beat up. There's going to be an altercation in Kroger. It's going to be embarrassing because while I am very sneaky and I can steal buggies, I'm not good at fighting. So. Maybe you think 25 tampons was going to beat you up? <laughs> I cannot express to you how bad I am at fighting, Alan. <laughs> but also, if a woman needs 25 packs yeah. of tampons, yeah. that woman is probably named Helga, and she has the forearms of Popeye, yeah. and I do not want to fight her. She has the flow of the Nile. Yeah. <laughs> we should say we're very pro-women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. On this podcast. Of course. Uh, we think women are great. We uh, understand their plight. But <laughs> <laughs> we talk that. about it off the air a lot. Um <laughs> But that is a very real fear of mine. And I think I'm going to go to Kroger after we're done recording this and maybe pick up a, a buggy and, you know, do my daily shopping. Yeah, let us know uh, what you get. So is it the first one you see when you walk in the store? Yeah, it's the first unattended one. I Like I said, I, there's no thought into this. It's all sporadic. What if it's one of those that the the workers are using to restock the shelves and then it's, you just get 76 boxes of Honey Nut Cheerios? It, it has happened before, Evan. It's happened before. Uh, I have I have a ton of different items. I know a lot of the times when you walk into Kroger's, the vegetable section is at the front, which would really suck if the first one you saw was just nothing but a bunch that, of peppers. Now, yeah. there was a time, a phase, I could say, that I went through where my house was filled with mostly vegetables and I am bad about taking it out. So the vegetables rotted in my house, yes. which in turn eat vegetables anyway no vegetables are bad for yeah. you and that's i truly You're believe purely that. a carnivore yeah, yeah. And, but the buggies that i have in my house loves the rotting vegetables so really i have an entire ecosystem <laughs> that worked out well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> an ecosystem of supplying buggies by buggies you that's know good. yeah all right so our next question is if you're a college professor what class are you teaching now i know we're all people who have a lot of knowledge um and we like to educated we like to share that knowledge yep. with uh other people so um yeah what do we think what classes well, as a severely, severely educated person that I am, I have a lot to give back to to the younger generation. 
So I would teach a class completely based around educating students on how to live in people's cars. The class would be based around walking around parking lots, scoping out, finding the weakest link in the parking lot, the easiest cars to break into, what to bring on your little stranger car camp out, how to not get caught by the strangers. So basically, this class will mostly involve us not being in the classroom, which everybody loves. Everybody loves a class that you're not sitting in a classroom. This classroom will take place mostly in parking lots. We'll break into cars. We'll live in the backseat of strangers' cars. <laughs> and basically, how we test that is the stranger gets in the car. It's me and a student. I'm down on the floorboard behind the seat. The student is sleeping, laying down on the backseat. The stranger is talking on the phone, turning up the radio. The student is looking afraid. I'm sitting down there, clipboard, grading them, writing notes down. For the student. <laughs> it's like instead of driver's ed, it's writer's ed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And depending on if they get caught or how close they came to getting caught, I will grade them on a scale of A to F. F being obviously if they got caught and they're in mm. prison now for breaking and entering. But I think this has residual effects throughout society as people don't won't need homes anymore. You go through this class, you get you major in writer's ed. You will never have to buy a home. It's a victimless crime. It's really. a victimless crime. You're just living in there. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool if this was kind of a first year class because let's say everybody has to take it sophomore year they find out college is not for them they're going to be a dropout yeah absolutely. they're going to not contribute anything to society but they've already been to writer's ed so they know how to break into cars yeah i'm slightly offended that you believe my class will only cater to the the deadbeats <laughs> but also that second year when they know when they realize how much college costs and how much debt they're going to be in, mm-hmm. they may still be in college, but they would be like, I would rather not spend all my money on a house. That's yeah, true. exactly. Just live in cars. See, I see Evan believes in the people that yeah. would take my class. I, I don't believe in them. Because again, it's a victimless crime. Who, who loses here? You know? Nobody loses. I will say university housing might come for you yeah. because they Big want- housing. They they want that money. Listen, if that's the only victim in this, then fine. The student gets a place to live. The car gets a warm body in yeah. it. Mm-hmm. The driver gets to know that they have provided something for someone else. But they, does the driver know this or not? If they're not if they pass the class, right, it is right. true. But let's just say it's but they get that, that unknown company. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> they get the feeling that somebody's watching them. And really, can you put a price on that? Yeah. So I'm walking into class, first day of class, got my notebook, college ruled page. Don't, you don't need all that. Couple You're, sharpened pencils. You don't, Alan, put that, take that hook. back, take that back. <laughs> <laughs> you might need the grappling hook. <laughs> so I sit down, what am I, what am I going to start off learning on the first day? Oh, so first day you come in, grappling hook. Alan, why is that the first thing you brought? That's what I immediately ask. Uh, you need more things. But you first day, we're learning how to pick out cars. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to go for a, a darker color car. It's harder for people to see you around it. Less contrast of color between you and the car. Next, we're going to learn maybe how to jimmy a lock. And if there's a guy named Jimmy in there, all the better. Jimmy jimmies the lock well. I think that'd make for a fun joke. It would It would make for a great joke. Yeah. It, hasn't, it hasn't happened yet in the class, but... I am heavily recruiting Jimmy's. 
I oftentimes will find a Jimmy, be in his car, come out of the back and be like, you want to be in the class with me? And be like, look, you didn't even notice me in the back seat, did you? You even noticed me that you want to be in my class? You could do that. So Jimmy. you're trying to be you. What I'm, what I'm hearing is, is that you're trying to get Jimmys in the back of cars. <laughs> I don't really care if they come back there with me. I just want them in my class. (laughs) First day of class, first week of class, really just laying the groundwork of how to pick the vehicle, how to pick the person. You know, if it's a blind person, great, all the better. Use their car. That's kind of a holy grail because you don't see a lot of people, blind people driving. I think think that's a great idea. I I would take that class. I would also say maybe teach them how to find roomy vehicles. Always look, oh, for, that's always good, look for the big ones. That's a great point. Do you want to be a teacher's assistant? That's a great point. I could, I could be a great TA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big vehicles. And uh, by the way, trucks don't count. The beds, they don't count. So uh. you have to be in the cab. So if you, pick a, if you pick a bed of a truck, F, you fail. You're gone. So what about the trunk of the car? Trunk of a car is permissible on the grounds that you can get into the vehicle from the trunk. I see. So you, you said you sit there and you grade these people. What, what's your grading scale? Like, what are you grading them on? What's the curriculum? So like I said earlier, caught is an automatic fail. You're mm-hmm. failed out of the class. Mm-hmm. Go back to your student housing. Your big roomy studio housing with a bed. Go back to that. Live like that for a little yeah. bit. See how you like it. Uh, an A. If you get an A in my class, basically you have lived in a stranger's car without being caught for the entire semester. Wow. You have basically set up shop there. You might have had a couple of kids in there in the vehicle. You've forced a woman to go in labor in the vehicle. They, they strangers haven't caught you. Wow. Yeah, it's it really I've only had one other person do that. Only one person's got an A in your class. Yeah, it's mostly failed. It's a mostly failed class. Hmm. It's it's a very difficult class. It brings wow. down a lot of GPAs. And you wonder why I said these are probably gonna be a lot of college problems. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are tanking their GPAs. <laughs> your rigorous grading scale. They thought they took this class going, this isn't gonna be an easy class. Yeah. Nope. You're they gonna thought leave. this was gonna be a sleeper. Yeah, you're gonna leave. Mm, he's here. He is here. Do you want to come? Do you want to guest speak in my class, Evan? I do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alan, what what class would you teach, you being a very educated man as well? I know a lot. I feel like I have a lot to give to the younger generation. I'd like to teach them fencing. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. But not... It's the old... Classy. It's a classy, it's a classy sport. Well, mm, not the sport that you're probably thinking oh, of. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of fencing like fence building that's (laughs) what that's what i'm gonna teach him okay yeah now obviously you'll probably still i'd still like for him to carry a sword um (laughs) i think i i think it really adds a lot to uh to the class um probably not a lot of sword wielding classes on campus no i would Uh say not um but yeah i want to teach him how to uh how to build fences but first before we obviously before you build you've got to you've got to learn the background so it's really a three semester class you don't even get to touch a fence Oof, in the yeah. first semester yeah so i really really try to get them get them hooked that semester yeah they want that fence we learn the history of fences we learn um what they're best used for we learn the best soil that a fence post can go into now do walls count in this class do y'all 
look fondly on Donald Trump and his his plan to build the wall. Like, do y'all use that as a? Yeah, actually, that's that's sort of what I use when I when I crank up the overhead projector. <laughs> um, <laughs> your laminated paper. <laughs> with, my, with my laminated paper, I put up a picture of uh, of the U.S. Mexico border, and I say, guys, now that's a fence. Yeah. <laughs> But we also do point out flaws where, I mean, you know, obviously we've got people coming coming over, and not to make this a political podcast, but, you mm-hmm. know, we say, how can we make this fence better? <laughs> how can less yeah. you say, people how can get we through keep this? more things in? Yeah. Yes, yes. How can we keep more things in? And not and, keep them out. Yeah. And so um, I think, you know, next second semester we're obviously working in more of a lab setting. I've weeded out the people who don't have don't have what it takes to be in fencing um in fencing this is fencing 102 no oh, um, okay. cuz they've obviously passed 101 yeah we're learning a lot building model fences and then in 103 i send them out to construction sites <laughs> Well, how do they can build fences how do you find these construction do you send them out to like a home depot parking lot and they have to like find a <laughs> find a job yeah <laughs> all right alan so now you, you talked about their use, the uses of a fence, and from what I know about fences, the two main uses of a fence is to keep things in and to keep things out. Mm-hmm. So, what are your top three things, both ways, to keep in or out? That's a great question. Um, I think top three things to keep in. That's it. Toughest to keep in, I guess I'll say. Oh, oh, toughest to keep. Yeah. In. Okay. First is probably rhino. Yeah, I guess you. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you know they're very, very difficult. They're large, large mammals. They can, uh, they can really plow through a fence if it's not properly secure and Mm -hmm. stable. I would say the second thing: a woman in heat. (laughs) 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 They, they do seem like they would crawl up a wall. Like an exercise demon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very difficult. Uh, very difficult <laughs> very to keep difficult. in. <laughs> uh, give me number three. <laughs> Let's not dwell on that one. But <laughs> Let's keep it. Oh, number three. Number three. All birds in general. Uh, yeah, it'd be hard yeah. to keep birds um, in defense. Yeah, birds are kind of a unique creature in that they have wings. Uh, we're not. There's not a lot going on here on Earth that has wings. It's not a bird. That's true. You got so, planes. What's that? You got planes and dragons and dragons. I don't know what where you're running into dragons. And a mystical horse that has wings and one horn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I would imagine. I would imagine if we went. If we went um, the Dungeons and Dragons route, I'm sure a unicorn would be kind of hard to uh, keep in a fence. <laughs> but I guess here in reality. Uh, yeah, you know let's I mean? live in reality, I guess. That makes sense. No, I appreciate you giving me that list. To your class you're teaching there, Evan. It's my class. I'm not going to do anything illegal like illegal like yours. It wasn't illegal. Yeah. It's only illegal if you Frowned upon. <laughs> okay, Frowned yeah, yeah. upon. Frowned upon. I do think it's necessary to know, especially if you're going to go into anything action-based so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna teach people how to drive their cars under 18 wheelers <laughs> in real life cool. yeah yeah i mean it comes in use 
in a lot of different situations. Yeah. Uh, you're running from the cops. Yeah. You're in a sticky situation where a truck's turning and you're trying to turn as well to get across the street. Mm-hmm. Just go under the truck. Maybe you just need some excitement. Maybe this is a boring Monday afternoon. You're like, I need to spice this up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And we've all seen Christmas Vacation where they, uh, yep. you know, they're racing the guy and uh, get stuck under the 18 wheeler. So, yeah. you know, that that kept them alive at that point. Mm-hmm. Now, so I, why wouldn't you want to know that? I assume that, you know, Alan, Alan's class kind of started off low and kind of worked its way up, built its way up to the point where they were building fences. They, they had the final product. I want to assume, knowing you, that yours is the opposite. Yeah, very much so. Um, it's a very do or die situation. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like instead of driver's ed, it's more like driver's dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's... It's also been referred to as driver's head. Uh, <laughs> yes. So because oh. they, the, they found the driver's head yeah, on yeah. the ground. On the sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we start big, and then we kind of work our way backwards oh, to nice. get the intricacies. So, I mean, yeah. you want to present the big picture to them so that they know what's happening. You yeah. don't want them to be confused about what they're doing. Absolutely So not. you, you got to go out there, and you, you got to show them how to do it first. I've never failed, obviously, but <laughs> yeah. some people do, and... <laughs> They would be considered dropouts in my in my. Yeah. They get an F because their head dropped out of the vehicle. Yeah, they yeah. drop out. Yeah. So, yeah. what's the normal dropout rate after the first class? After the first class, um, which according to your structure is you are driving at sixty miles per hour. You see an eighteen wheeler, yeah, taking a hard left under that thing. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Um, I say. I don't know. They did the reporting on it a couple of years ago. This class has been around for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They hmm. people love it that make it out, <laughs> and it's got about a forty percent success rate, which is wow. pretty good for so, our industry. So if you start with a, I assume you get about a hundred students. So about sixty of them, <laughs> sixty of them don't make it, it after the first yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. And I'd say they they ride together sometimes. So oh, yeah. some of them take get taken out mm-hmm. in one fail yeah, swoop. Yeah, which is kind of how I like to do it. Weed out the weak ones, <laughs> <laughs> just so we can get if you, the real yeah, where the money's yeah. at. You know. You, you want to find the kids that are serious about Yeah, it. yeah. You want to know who, who really wants to be there. And, you know, you weed out the weaklings because they don't make it. They are bad at driving. But if you ride with a weakling, mm-hmm. you in, you might as well be a weakling. So it weeds them yeah. out, too. Yep. So question for you, though. How do you monitor their driving? Like, obviously, you're you're comfortable riding with the good drivers. But what about the weaklings? Do well, you, I mean, can do tell. Do you ride with them? I don't ride with them. I can tell who's a weakling. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not dying today. <laughs> so I monitor them from a safe distance. Mm-hmm. I get on the interstate. I Well, I, I, I post up on the uh, side of the interstate mm-hmm. with some binoculars. Yeah. And I see an yeah. 18-wheeler coming. They're posted up on the side as well. We have a walkie-talkie. I say, gun it. I see. Get behind this 18-wheeler. They come. I got my binoculars on it, and I'm like, this is not going to end well. <laughs> But best of luck to you. <laughs> you, tell them, you tell them that <laughs> over the walkie-talkie. I know who's not going to do it right. So, so go ahead and give me the entire walkie-talkie spill. So let's put you out on the yeah. I'm out on you, the interstate. Yeah, out on the interstate. They're posted up down the interstate a ways. Eighteen wheelers coming. Eighteen wheelers coming. I say. All right, chief, got it. Uh, you got a a sixer on your niner, and you're gonna do a wisty wisty into the underbelly of the dragon here. It's not gonna end well for you, but uh, best of luck to you. <laughs> You're the worst handler ever. <laughs> no, 
I want to point out this is the first day you have taught them nothing. You're throwing a bunch of lingo and yeah. code words out there. They have no idea what say, you mean. This is Whiskey Tango signing off for the last time. <laughs> Hang up the, the radio. And I, honestly, I just walk away. And then I see it on the news story later. Yeah. I say, this is not my problem anymore. <laughs> you go You go to lunch. Like, yeah, you're like, I can't oh, be attached done. to that. <laughs> Gosh. Man. That's how we start the, the year. But as it goes on, we go through the intricacies of it. Like, uh, what's the best vehicle to do it in? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you want a low rider like a Miata Definitely or something sure, like absolutely. that. But then we also go through, like... This, how you can do it in style like mm-hmm. um the end of uh smoking the bandit whenever know, yeah. they ride under one in a cop car mm-hmm. and it takes off the top of the car yeah. but right. they all duck so they pop up and it's basically a convertible now mm-hmm. so we that's like doing it in style where yeah you're ta- you're taking the roof off and you're making it through as long as you don't die yeah man. you're not dead are you yeah. i would not take the class but i would love to come out there and stand with you while you watch yeah you would not make it through i can tell already <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, don't now, have now I have to take the class to prove I'm wrong. Oh, good luck to you. <laughs> so do you have any anybody that ever wants to come in and say, hey, I'm I'm riding a hog. Mm. <laughs> Got myself a Harley. Yeah, we've had one or two of those. How do, how do those fare? Well, the roughest part of it is people that want to ride with them. <laughs> you know, you always got to have somebody with you. So yeah. they got three people on the back of a Harley. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> you make so you make two people ride in a car, three people on a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. Okay, three people in the back of a Harley, and I say, "Gun it, buddy!" And honestly, the best part of those is how they slide out and they just skid across and maybe get clipped by an eighteen-wheeler wheel. You can't trust that one, but normally <laughs> they do make it under, but their balance is off because yeah. they got to kind of tilt, so they just slide out on the interstate. And uh, I mean, mostly make it out, but one or two on the back get clipped by a wheel. Yeah, they don't bend down quick enough. It's going to happen. Which they should have expected that. So that's really on them at that point. 60% is going to go. Yep, 60%. You got to get to that number somehow. Yep. (laughs) Oh, that's a quota? (laughs) That's a quota for you? (laughs) You have to hit that that benchmark. Yeah, the the education department, the dean doesn't like it when I don't hit that (laughs) metric. Oh, man. They got too many people paying. Yeah. <laughs> they like to get their money on the front end of the, the semester and then... That's you know, right. That's and no refunds. Yeah. <laughs> Boys, moving on to our third question here. And we're all for entertaining others. And um, we, we're in the fighting spirit. Alan, you love fencing. So um, if you were going <laughs> to... Evan misunderstood what you were talking about earlier. <laughs> if you were going to move into uh, the entertainment in- industry of the WWE, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, mm-hmm. if you will. Ooh. <laughs> no, I don't know what it stands for, but um, <laughs> what would your your name and your persona be? It actually, it stands for Weird Wacky Exercise. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. I, I, at least, at least the letters match up to your acronym. <laughs> you had Federation in there. There's no F in the WWE. <laughs> So if I had to come up with my own WWE persona, I would call myself the housekeeper. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Sounds cool. I would come in. Well, don't worry. It's not. Okay. (laughs) Far from it. I come in dressed in a housekeeper's uniform like I work at a hotel. I push a cart into the the ring area thing. I've got on my apron. I've got an assortment of spraying aerosol yeah, cleaners. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And my finishing move is a move called making the bed. 
And in making the bed, I incapacitate my opponent, and then I build an entire bed around. Yeah. Him. <laughs> I, you, you, you make like, the bed, frame I and all. I tuck my opponent in so tightly that he's not able to get out. You of there. swaddle him. I you swaddle, swaddle him like a baby. <laughs> That's very cool. That's, That's very shit. cool. Do you come in like you, you have an apron? You have like your like hotel. I imagine you look like a hotel janitor. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Do yeah. you do you say room keeping when you enter the ring? Actually, yes, that's what I do. When I'm entering the ring, I have somebody bring a door frame into the ring. <laughs> Smoke machine yeah. turns on. They can't see me behind it, and I I give a little little knock knock, and I say housekeeping. <laughs> Crowd goes nuts. Wow, yeah, oh, I, I want to go it? nuts right now. That's yeah, really how cool. do you say it? You just say housekeeping. Yeah, go, yeah, yeah. Give it, give it to us. Housekeeping. <laughs> And the crowd loses. Not they lose their. Mind. Some hardcore rock music comes on. Yeah. They lose their mind. <laughs> That's really cool. I kick that door open and push my little squeaky wheeled cart in there. <laughs> Got my Lysol. Raising your hands. Yeah. Raising my hands. Yeah. I'm just. I'm spraying Lysol in the air like I'm shooting <laughs> off a gun. <laughs> people. People are going insane. <laughs> And I just use my my various uh, various items that I have in my cart to. Uh, I mean, you have an extension cord in that cart. It's oh, yeah, super useful. Yeah. All the sprays really irritating yeah. eyes. I got think a, I would. got a broom. You know, got a mop. Yeah, vacuum. Va- yeah. What else? What else do janitors carry around, Alan? <laughs> okay, I just screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Do people like when, once you make the bed? Do you give them like a little kiss on the forehead? And... <laughs> I reach. I, I, I reach. Do janitors do that to you normally? <laughs> Not janitors, but housekeepers. Housekeepers do that to you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, if they make the bed around me, then yeah, sure, I expect them to. If I'm in the room and I'm in bed and they swaddle me, the last thing that they have to do is give me a kiss on the forehead. <laughs> Do you do that, Alan? Just to make it not weird. Yeah. Are, do you not know housekeeping? I yeah, guess not. You... I guess I've had some very wow. disconnected, mm. emotionally housekeepers. Mm. They're not very affectionate. Where so I yeah, come from. When, I, when I do that finishing move of make the bed, and I've got that got that opponent all tucked in real nice, <laughs> tuck him in real good. I take out a nice cool towel, and I dab his forehead because he's sweaty. <laughs> I dab his forehead, give him a little peck, and I say night night. <laughs> <laughs> and then I leave. <laughs> Crowd goes wild. Crowd absolutely loses. The 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 ref gets down on all fours and slaps the the mat, oh, yeah. counting to three. Yeah, yeah. You know he counts it out. You 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 beat it. That's really cool. You said that wasn't going to be cool. I would. Yeah. That very cool. I really like. Very that. cool wrestler. So my wrestling name and persona would be the dog walker. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm coming out and. Uh, entrance smoke comes up. I come out. I got three pit bulls on leashes. Mm-hmm. I'm decked out in my my little visor hat. I got some sunglasses on. I'm in my my athletic uh, walking jammies. You know, mm-hmm. Ooh, so I'm walking jammies. So I'm walking down to the the arena, and I let the dogs go. They go to my trainer. They take care of them there. But anyway, I. I <laughs> Get to my finishing move of my opponent, and I whip the leash that I've ascertained from my dogs, 
and I put it around them and I walked them around the nice. arena. Nice, yeah. Because I, like, I put like them down. Yeah, yeah like and they, they can't get back up, so I'm just walking around the arena as they're trying to regain their stamina. You just parade them around. Yeah. Oh. I got That's a power little, move. It's yeah. got to be humiliating. Yeah. yeah, and I got my little doggy bags on my thing in case they use the bathroom a little bit. I can clean it up. That's awesome. Um, That's great. Do you make them do tricks? I try to. Accumulate to. them further, like sit, yeah. play dead. Yeah. Tap yourself out. You exactly, know? exactly. Yeah. I make them do all the work at that. Did you, point. you now I wanted to get back to what you wear. You said walking jammies, right? Was it yeah. is that what you said? Yeah. Describe that more. Go more into detail about that. Cuz I I mean, fits anything. Wrestlers are known for how they look. Yeah. Hulk Hogan had the weird Asian person hair and the and the handlebar mustache. I, that's the only wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cool. Yeah. Um, I've got just my, my, my Floridian tank top with... It's green and it has a giant sun in the middle of it. Nice. On the bottom, I've got some short shorts. Skin oh, tight yeah. short shorts. Yes, sir. Then I've got, got my socks that come up to just under my knee. They got yeah. some stripes mm-hmm. on them. They're white. And then I've got my new balances on nice. it, of course. Just because you're fighting doesn't mean you can't look good. Exactly. You know? Exactly. If, you, if you're going to fight, you might as well do it in style. Do you walk them around and tell the people in the crowd, don't worry, they don't bite? I do. I, yeah, that that's kind of the first thing is I'm like, hey, don't worry. He's a good dog. He doesn't bite. He doesn't act out. Uh, you can pet him if you like to. Yeah. Some of them do. I think it'd be cool, you know, in that same vein of telling people, you know, oh, he doesn't bite. Uh, maybe once you've got your opponent down on the ground, you say something like, oh, he's had all his shots. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really cool. That'd be suave, huh? Yeah, yeah. 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 That and uh, sometimes it, it depends on which wrestler it is or how I'm feeling that day. But I like to mix it up. And sometimes when I'm parading them around the arena, I like to put a little vest on them that says "Service Dog." Yeah, that's say, really oh, cool. He's you working. take him to see cancer kids. Yeah, yeah. I say he's working. Please don't mess with him right now. <laughs> take him into the cancer ward. Yeah. Sometimes I fake that I'm having like a seizure or something and make him like come get under my head. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's rest really on my cool. chest. Yeah. You sound like a great dog trainer. No, I, I I do a good job. You really know how to assert dominance over your <laughs> yeah. opponent. Yeah. Yeah. Not only do you defeat him, but you've got him working for you. Yeah. yeah exactly. So. It doesn't sound like a wrestling man. It sounds like a weird dog show. <laughs> yeah. And I turn him into an upstanding citizen that visits cancer kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you really turn around lives. <laughs> I think this is why they say some wrestling is fake. Why is that? Did you, are you saying, are you saying, saying Evans, real? Evans is fake? You know, it just doesn't seem like you could get your opponent on board to do all that. He's well, calling you out. to do it. He's calling you out, Evan. How, how are the you? The housekeeper's calling out the dog walker. Oh, my How God. are you forcing him to do that? Listen, it's just about being a macho man and yeah. wrestling them. Yeah. And wrestle them into submission. Well, I assume, okay. I assume you speak to them like how most people speak to their dogs. You give them the little baby dog voice. Can you give us a rendition on maybe how you give them the baby dog voice to yeah. get them into yeah. submission? Yeah, sure, 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 sure. I've tapped them out. Or, you know, I've, I've tapped them down on all fours, and I go, Hey, boy. <laughs> Put this leash around your neck. <laughs> now you're going to sit there real nice. And you're going to let these nice people watch you as you walk around on all fours and pet you a little bit on the head, okay? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's how I talk to that, him. You talk to your dogs like that? That's the baby voice? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's not y'all's baby voice? No. No. Huh. no, I wouldn't. I don't talk to my animals like that. I guess I heard it differently. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, that's, that's strange. <laughs> that was when we were like, a, oh, come here. Hey, you got it. You know, kind of like that kind of voice. But you, you took a kind of a trucker smoker 
type approach to yeah, your animals. I, yeah, that's how I speak <laughs> to my dogs. Okay. All right. Well, you know, as a wrestler, I want to appease the fans. And if you know anything about WWE, the fans of WWE are the most upstanding classiest bunch of people in all of sports so really my goal is to enamor them so my wrestler name is going to be called skin rash (laughs) now so what skin rash wears is not a lot because he needs to show his skin Mm. so it's basically wearing skin tight skin tight speedo and he's gonna he's gonna come in i'm gonna come in i speak of him in a in a different person because when i'm Put on that skin tights, you know, and I have skin rashes from head to toe. I become a totally different person. It's a totally different persona, different character completely. I come in there. I start wrestling normal. I, my opponent gets me in a headlock. Oh, no. Skin rash. Looks like he's going down. All of a sudden, from my Speedo, I pull out two high-grit pieces of sandpaper. I rub it, the opponent, up and down giving him scrapes and scratches all over his skin. He has me in an arm bar? No, sir. Now your forearm looks like it has a skin rash. People go nuts. That was in your underwear or your speedo? <laughs> there's you a probably have a skin rash. <laughs> there's a That's reason. So angry. There's a reason that I'm called skin rash, and it's because I keep high grit sandpaper in my speedo. And you, <laughs> and you kind of can tell when I walk out of the tunnel. <laughs> it's not a normal gait. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you lose either way. <laughs> <laughs> My belief is you have to give to the universe to get from the universe. Oh. <laughs> and I am giving a lot of my epidermis so to you, win these you matches. You said you're doing this for the people. Oh, absolutely. I am a crowd pleaser. Did you kind of run some sort of test on, on WWE fans and say what is their most common ailment? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you'll be surprised <laughs> on how many WWE fans have skin rashes. I think you are going to be surprised <laughs> on how many. Well, and NASCAR fans, really both <laughs> NASCAR fans and WWE fans really pull well with skin rash. Not, it's basically really, the same crowd. Not much of a Venn diagram between yeah. those two. It's basically a circle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when I was polling the crowd, I was like looking for my character. I was like, what do you suffer most from? Skin rash. I heard it a thousand times. I was like, mm. if I want to relate to these people, I need to drink monster energy drinks. I need to wear tap out shirts, you know, and I need to have skin rashes. And it's worked great. I've, I've, connected with an entire group of people. I think it'd be kind of cool sort of defensive mechanism for you when you get out there is to lather your entire body in skin rash cream Ooh. so that you can slip in yeah, and out that's of the great. grip I like of your that. opponent. I like that. That's really cool. I don't I like the idea. I don't want the crowd to think I'm tr- I'm better than them. You know, and if you're putting yeah. skin r- rash cream on your 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 rashes, it seems like you're trying to get better. They'll say things like what are you a doctor? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, like you think you're better than us. So, and I, and I don't want to do that because I don't know if you've been in an arena full of 10,000 WWE fans. Not a very volatile crowd. Yeah. yeah. Don't they don't use words to bring down conflict. So, yeah, I do not want to don't want to don't want to escalate anything. Now, what's the I guess what's the longest anyone's gone with one of your skin rashes? Like has anybody had to go to the hospital or anything or is it just like first degree burn kind of thing? It's a first degree burn. I, I want to reiterate the sandpaper I use very high grit. It's basically like rubbing gravel on their skin. So if they get me a headlock, they release almost immediately. They release their arms almost immediately. <laughs> 
I think it'd be kind of cool, and you might have to buy some some bigger uh, bigger pants to to make this one work. But maybe a battery operated sander. Oh, Without, I like, like that an orbital. A lot. Yeah, I like that a lot. It'd be hard to fit in the speedo, but I or think I can make it work. Not even keep the same speedo. Yeah, tool belt. <laughs> oh, no, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I like the element of surprise, though. So I probably will keep the entire sander sander machine in my speedo. Uh, I think that would people wouldn't expect it. <laughs> now. <laughs> what if you brought another element to it and you you still had a sandpaper but you brought another element in that was just pure sand so you carried that in your speedo you take it out of yours dump it in their pants Oof. they have an, yeah. a rash in their pants that's now great. as well that's long term that's a yeah. long term move they're, I really like yeah, that they're a gonna lot. Yeah. take a lot of time to get that yeah. sand out of there I, I, I fully expect uh, Skin Rash to be one of the top wrestlers in today's WWE for sure I think we got a lot of good fighters on Di- our hands here WWE if you're out there you know Contacts, hit us up yeah. if for some reason any of our lucrative businesses from a few episodes ago fail i think i think we can do we can get in the wwe yeah we we have tons of avenues to make money to be successful yep well uh all right boys you want to do a craigslist yes sir craigslist has got what you need but sometimes craigslist needs what you got all right for today's craigslist we are looking for a boat us three have talked about wanting to buy a boat, maybe live on a boat, do business on a boat, live, laugh, love on a boat, you know? So I found somebody selling a boat on Craigslist. And basically in in the post, it is very technical. He obviously knows a lot about his boat. Um, I'll, I'll read a little bit out of it. 208 435TA Caterpillar engines, rebuilt top to bottom, including new turbo aftercoolers with twin disc tr- transmissions, presser plates in 2018. So, you know, new motors... And he just goes on for about a paragraph of that. I'm not going to bore everybody with that because really it's not about that. So I I initially message him saying, hello, Pat, I'm interested in your boat. He goes on to say, hello, it's still available. 85000 is the asking price. Tell me when you're available to come see the boat. I continue. Coincidentally, I am looking at the boat now. I am about to get on the boat and play with a few knobs and press some buttons. <laughs> So I don't know if you want to get in the head of somebody selling something on Craigslist, but the fear and panic that this guy must feel where he thinks there's some stranger on his boat. He goes on to say, excuse me, how do you know where the boat is located? Please do not touch the boat. You will not be happy if you do, and I will fine you. If you want to see the boat, please let me get back in town this next week. Not great, seeing as he's telling me he's not in town. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't, don't tell, tell people online you're not, you're not there to defend it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that makes me. I have a heyday. <laughs> Use his boat for everything. I continue to say, "Wow, this is a nice boat. The interior is great. Does the bathroom not work? I just took a massive stink pickle. <laughs> Gross. Had about four pounds of cheese and prunes this morning." You know how it be, man. Ha 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 ha. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not about to pay eighty five thousand for a boat when the toilet doesn't flush. <laughs> Have some standards, Pan. <laughs> By Pan, I meant his name, which is Pat. <laughs> Apparently, I called the guy Pan. Oh my gosh. So not only have I broken into this guy's boat, I have t- what he thinks taking a massive dump in his boat, and now I've got his name wrong. What would you do if someone like walked into your house and just took a massive dude, and that's all that they did? 
I wouldn't be concerned. I'd be more concerned if they called it a stink pickle. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, this guy has some issues. Sounds like he's proud of it, too. Yeah. <laughs> the whole stink like, why pickle. Why is this what you're doing? <laughs> Just take he, my TV. <laughs> yeah. Steal things. Don't take dumps in my house. He goes on to say, I know you better be playing with me. I will call the police. Get off my effing boat. I will be back next week. I will show you it then. If you did use the bathroom, you will be cleaning it. What I don't get is he acts like he doesn't believe you. He acts like you're not even there, but then he's like, but by the off chance that you are. It's almost like he can't risk it. (laughs) It's almost like he's like, (laughs) there's too much to lose. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody's take. This is a victim of a stink pickle. Yeah, he's been here before. (laughs) He has, somebody has stink pickled his property. And not again. He's not. He's not falling for this again. <laughs> he didn't believe him last time. No. <laughs> but he's like, this time I'm not falling for it. <laughs> Poor guy. I go on to say, oh, I've already started to clean it. The only thing to clean with is some clothes in the hallway closet. Polyester is not a great cleaning material. I did get some nasty on my hand. <laughs> I touched the steering <laughs> wheel. <laughs> Is that what the wheel is called on a boat? <laughs> Very knowledgeable about boats. Sound like you know nothing about nautical vessels. Yeah, it does. It sounds like I don't know. And also, I said I did get some nasty on my hand. Like uh, he's a four-year-old. <laughs> I got some nasty on my hand, and I touched the steering wheel. <laughs> he responds, all caps. This better be a joke. I am calling the marina. They will send security. Why do you even want this boat? This does not seem serious. I continue. I will hide. I'm a great hider. (laughs) Hide and seek champion of 2022. I want the boat because women can't say no when you're on the boat because of the implications. (laughs) How many midgets do you think can fit on here? I've heard of those guys and they need to be on a boat when they're in the water because they sink like a rock. A smaller than average rock, mind you. <laughs> he continues, they are sending security. You need to get off or you will be arrested for trespassing. I don't know how many midgets will fit on the boat. I do not care about midgets. Get off my boat. <laughs> do you like that he entertained the question? Yeah. <laughs> he's, you know, if anything, this guy's mad, but he's still, he's still a salesman. Yeah. You know he thought about it for like two minutes or like a brief second. It flashed in his mind. He's like... Yeah, how he was like, midges? how many midges would fit on the boat? Maybe 30? <laughs> <laughs> it's not important, though. That, well, you know, it depends on probably like, how you lay them down. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, oh, yeah, this guy's on my boat. <laughs> I continue to say, yeesh, you don't care about midgets? That will not go good with the midget council, the high council. <laughs> I know, it's ironic, but they <laughs> tend to overcompensate. I'm sure you understand. <laughs> Listen. I will pay $100,000 for the boat. I think the boat will hold about 40 midgets end to end, and that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> he continues to say, That's not what I meant, sir. I didn't mean to offend anyone. Security did not find anything on the boat, so I assume you're not on the boat. Please call me on Monday, and I will personally show you around the boat. 100000 is fine. I have the paperwork ready. Please do not get on the boat until I am with you. The minute, you're like, the minute you're like, I'll pay more than asking, yeah. he's suddenly okay with all your all yeah. your antics. Yeah. Yeah. I like how he's like, 
this better be a joke or I'll kill you. And then he's like, all right, so it's a joke. I'll meet you on Monday. It's a $100,000 joke. I continue. I am not off the boat. I just told them I was the one that called. They believed me and went on their way. I really need new security here, friend, when the boat is in my marina. I will make better docking decisions than you. Also, how do you turn on the stove? I have some fresh spam to cook for the party tonight. Thanks for letting me use the boat for that, by the way. It will go a long way in getting back on the good side of the midgets that you offended. (laughs) (laughs) Who would not want to go to a party that they have spam at? I don't think there's ever something called fresh spam. (laughs) Spam is always at least a decade old. You don't have spam parties? (laughs) Also, a spam party with 40 midgets sounds like a blast, and y'all can't tell me otherwise. (laughs) He responds very directly and short. I'm calling the police. Valid. <laughs> said, I said, oh my gosh, are you okay? <laughs> Do I need to drive my new <laughs> boat to you and pick you up? <laughs> he said, I'm fine. You will not be when the police show up and I press charges for you effing around with my boat. I am 58 years old and I have never dealt with some someone so effing stupid. So stay on my boat and wait for the police for all I effing care. I will be pressing charges. Why did he throw his age in there? Wait, yeah, he's like, I, I've been around way too long for this. I continue. I am stupid? Question? Would a stupid person be able to drive this boat like I am right now? <laughs> no, they wouldn't. <laughs> what do these levers and knobs do? Yeah. <laughs> and at the bottom of this message, I sent a picture from the Craigslist side as if I took the picture. So he legitimately thinks I'm there. <laughs> he wasn't smart enough to realize this is the picture I used in the ad. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a picture of the stealing, steering wheel with all the knobs and levers. Yeah. Yeah. I took, <laughs> so he thinks I am up in the, up in the cockpit. What do you actually call the driving portion of a boat? The uh, con. He continues all caps. I will not tolerate this any longer. The key is with me. You can't be driving the boat. F U F U F U. He's kind of going off the handle for a 58 year old man. Yeah, he's really losing it. Not being very mature. <laughs> yeah, not being mature at all. And he knows nobody's driving the boat. He has the keys. <laughs> <laughs> but I keep on sending pictures of the cockpit from his Craigslist ad. So. <laughs> So I continue. So I took a picture of the steering wheel, the con form again from his own Craigslist pictures. And I said, do you think I hang around unskilled midgets, Pat? My little Richard Roney Richman is a master <laughs> hotwire. <laughs> Richard Roney Richman. So <laughs> this guy now thinks I just <laughs> run with a, a gang of midgets. <laughs> He, he hasn't asked if you're a midget, though. Yeah, <laughs> not concerned about you. Yeah. <laughs> but the angle of that picture does get It's kind of high. Yeah. Probably yeah. Not it's a it's pretty high up there. He could have had a couple of the 40, and they could have been yeah. standing on top of each <laughs> other. <the> shoulders. <laughs> he continues, F you, you prick. Park my boat, or you will go to prison for a lot longer than a trespassing charge. He's threatening me. What is he, a lawyer? I'm not, I don't worry about him. Oh, no. <laughs> so then, then I Google imaged a boat that looked a lot like his, and it's just a basic white boat, and I found one that looks busted up, like somebody ran it into like a dock. <laughs> I continue under that picture. I said, listen, Pat, I am sorry. I thought I saw a mermaid and ran into <laughs> another boat. 
unfortunately, I won't be able to buy the boat now that it has so much damage. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure a boat-owning businessman like you will understand. <laughs> <laughs> he said, that better not be my effing boat. Show me the rest of the boat. I continue. Well, the thing is, I left. <laughs> I still need to find a boat to buy, pal. The game doesn't stop. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> He can you say all caps again. When I get back, you will meet me and pay for the damage. I will sue you for damages. He continues immediately after and says, the police have arrived and said the boat was in place and there's no damage. You have wasted my time and darn near gave me a heart attack. Who the heck are you? <laughs> I continue. So about the boat. Is it for sale? <laughs> <laughs> he said, F you, stop contacting me. And that is... In fact, the last time I contacted him. <laughs> wow. You should have applied to him and be like, so did you ever sell the boat? <laughs> like, how's that going? I figured I had put that man through enough. <laughs> Guy got an aneurysm. That's so good. Well, all right, boys. That was it for uh, this episode. Let's be done. Y'all go on with your lives. Have a good day. Hallelujah. Bye. Expect the detour.